I feel like that needed some, you know, what is it? Uh, you know what I was doing. Yeah. And I'm uh-huh. definitely keeping it. Definitely keeping it. Oh, cool, cool. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Lord help me. Okay. Try that again. Yep. Yep. From the top. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Brown Girl in Beijing podcast. It's a podcast about my Beijing life, and I'm your host, Dr. Baby. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Brown Girl in Beijing. Today we have a treat. We are on a Zoom call with one of my friends, Danelle, and so we are going to talk to her about. Motherhood about living life wherever she is and doing what she does. We don't have any real structure, y'all. We're just winging it. So if you want to see the results of winging it, stay tuned. I know you've been jamming with your crew. You got to leave, but that one has one do. I want to put another wine on you. I got that good, 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 good. If I put it right there, would you wind up me? If I put it right there. Okay, Danelle. Mm-hmm. Now's your time to shine. Who are you? What do you want the people to know about you? Hi. Well, I am Danelle. I am a clinical research scientist by day. And also by day <laughs> and night. <laughs> and every moment in between, I'm a new mom. Well, can I still call myself new if it's almost a yes. year? Okay. Yeah. So I'm new-ish, mom. It still feels very new to a <laughs> 10-month-old that you hear right here. Because it is coming up on nap time and sis can't just go to sleep by herself. I like... Hi! I like was um, always on a tangent, but I saw this... Here we go. I saw this. Um, oh, yeah. She's going to be apparently joining the podcast. Hey, boo. Yes. Our first baby. Mm. I feel like we've made it. Like, this you is know. a crucial moment. Yeah. Look at that teeth. Hey, girl. What you saying? I bite mommy all the time with these. Yes. Fantastic. Great use of those. But um, I follow, like, you know, all the new moms. You follow all these. Uh, Instagram pages and stuff trying to get the, the info and this person was like we were talking about um, like you do all this stuff for the baby to come and you make all these rooms and get these cribs and stuff and then you don't sleep in them and she was doing so good and like the first six weeks like she was in there she was sleeping we were great and then one day she just woke up and was like let's not do that again <laughs> so and someone was talking about how they their daughter sleeps in her crib since the day she was born and she's one now. And I'm just like, must be nice. <laughs> I'm trying to get like you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we have a little terrorist over here. Oh. Bless yeah. her. Yeah. That's me in a nutshell. What I do all day. Work and take care of two dogs and be a wife and be a mommy so many hats so many like i just got a cat and he basically takes care of himself 
You know, I should have gone a cat route. I was planning to be a cat lady, and then I met my husband, and then he wanted a dog. And so I became a dog lady, and all my problems start with him. Yeah. See, if this were a real like show, this would have been the moment where we took a commercial break. But we'll just we'll keep going. We'll keep going. Okay. Let me preface that for everybody who does not know me. Like, I have very sarcastic humor, so that was a joke, a little joke, joke, a joke, joke. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter as long as you and your husband understand the joke. There. Yeah. Everybody else, it don't matter. So, okay, tell me more about, you said critical research scientist? Clinical research scientist. Clinical. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense than than what I heard. Because um, uh-huh. I didn't understand critical research yeah. science. I didn't. Okay, cool. So, tell us what that means. Sure. Um. So, in my role, I... Uh, work for a small biotech company that right now is focused on treating cancer. Um, So in my role, I'm kind of like a bench to bedside type in the middle in terms of, so I oversee like actually manufacturing the drug that we're testing in a clinical trial, um, making sure that, you know, it meets quality standards, all that stuff gets regulated does do all the the back regulation stuff with like um the fda and who have you um and then i am overseeing a part of the trial that's excuse me involved in yes thank you so much involved in kind of understanding how the drug like its effects in brain tissue so we're treating right now glioblastoma Um, which is a very rare and deadly brain cancer. Um, So, like, if you're diagnosed with glioblastoma right now, you have, like, I think it's, like, 5% chance of surviving five years. Horrible, horrible, horrible. So the drug that we're testing, we directly infuse into the tumor itself and then, like, the surrounding area. Um, And so then what I, my part of the clinical trial that I oversee is kind of understanding okay once it's infused into the tissue what are we seeing in the tissue like do we see you know the things that you see when you look at this type of cancer are we seeing um down regulation or or these things being at a lower level after we get the drug which is what we want so that is what i do um not all of what I do, but that's like the, the you know, the meat and the potatoes. Big part, yeah. Yeah. Um, so right now we are treating patients. Um, it's been, been a very difficult thing to do with like COVID and everything. Um, so hopefully now, you know, people are more vaccinated and all these um you know, measures are coming are more mundane, like everyday type thing that we get to kind of pick up the pace a bit more. But so far, so good. Take it out your mouth. That's also what I do all day. Take it out your mouth. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yeah. So with everything going on now um, and with you being a new mom, do you have the ability now to be able to work from home or do you have to go into the office? Like how is, how is all that happening for you? Yeah. So I'm really, really fortunate and really blessed. My job was kind of work from home uh, before COVID. So I would majority be home. And then, so my company is based up in the Connecticut area. So the nice thing about it was I was work from home before COVID. And then I would travel like once a month up there to be in office. And that's how I got COVID. Uh We'll circle back to that. Yeah. Um, So I would go once a month. And then once COVID hit, I got sick. And then, you know, the world kind of shut down. And I just haven't had to be back since. So it's like two years now. I've been 100% work from home instead of like the 80%. So it was nice. And that kind of factored into, you know, deciding this was a good opportunity to have a child. Because my husband is also, he his job was like half work from home, half in the office before COVID. And then now he's been also been able to work from home since then too. So nice. Yeah, it's been, we've been very blessed in that sense to be able to be home with a, like it, it's hard to, to work and then have her, but we also are able to keep her in the house and not have her like go to daycare because every time you turn around daycare is shutting down now because somebody's sick and then she also and this could be because she's a pandemic baby and just doesn't know other people exist but she also doesn't like people I mean same but fair I get it I mean honestly and I I keep telling my husband I'm like that doesn't have to do with a pandemic that has to do with she's your child you don't like people yeah it's genetic. It's genetic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, who are people anyway? Right. And so she's very strange to danger. Like, please leave me alone. Fair, fair, fair. Uh-huh. Okay. So let's double back. Because I actually, I forgot that you did have COVID. Like, I, I forgot that that happened. Yeah. Yeah. It please was- tell us whatever you want to share about that time. Yeah, no, it was... Um, because I traveled for work, and this is in March 2020, so you know, right when you saw everything yeah, that was happening yeah. in uh, China and like the eastern side of the world, and then it had right. I think at that point, there was we had known that it came, and I think it was like Washington State that got the first cases here in the US. Yeah. I live in the US, by the way, and then um, New York was starting to get its surge and this was right at the beginning of that so when i would travel for work um my office at the time was like right on in greenwich connecticut which if you don't know is like right on the connecticut uh new york border yeah so it would be easier to fly into new york and just you know take a train or what have you to the office um, versus flying into Connecticut. So I flew into New York and I was in New York and then I went to work and I was there for like a week maybe. 
I don't think I focused. Like Monday to Friday. And then I went to New York, flew out of New York. And so I went Monday and I came back on Friday. And it was so funny because like at the point, you know, we weren't wearing masks, but I was like wiping everything down and hand sanitizing. Like I was like, I can't get sick because you heard the horror stories. And I was like, no, thank you. Yeah. My body was like, KK girl. (laughs) So like that Friday, um, and now like I tend to have a weaker immune system kind of thing. So if something in a a hundred mile radius gets, I'm going to get it. So usually when I fly, I end up with a cold or something. I think, yeah, uh-huh. mm. thank you so much. I end up with a cold or something afterwards. So I just thought it was like a cold. I came home and I, I felt icky and I was like, okay, probably just me flying. And then I had a cold. And so that Friday I went to sleep. And then Saturday through Sunday, like my body was like, nope, this is not anything you've ever experienced. At first it was like body aches, you know, fever and all that. And I was like, yeah, I'm probably, you know, caught COVID. So I went and got tested. And, you know, at that time, results was taking weeks and yeah. it wasn't very accurate and stuff. So by the time I even got my results, I was on the swing back up. It was like almost three weeks mm. later. Oh, wow. And it came negative, but my doctor didn't think that was right. And she told me like, go get retested. I was like, no, because y'all gonna make me quarantine. And I'm not doing that. Um, and even the person who took my test at that point, you know, not knowing anything, he didn't even probably take it right. Cause he was like, you know, now they stick it way up there. And he like dibbled my nose and run out the room. You know, I felt horrible and I had the shortness of breath. Um, and I called my doctor. Well, my cousin, he's a, a physician in Australia and I was talking to him and he was like, okay, prop up, you know, do these things. Cause I didn't want to go to the ER. Right. Cause I knew if I went in, they keep you and they isolate you. And I was like, I don't want to be by myself. And so um, I went to the doctor the next day and they gave me like a steroid to open up my lungs and breathing. I think that was the scary part. Like everything else felt horrible and like you felt like a truck was running over you, but you were like, okay, I just need to lay here. But that not feeling like you could take a deep breath. Yeah. That that was that was scary. And I was like, okay. Don't want to do that again. And so I've been super anal, kind of, about exposure since that, especially now having her, like, you can't wear. Like, I'm vaccinated. My husband's vaccinated. You know, that's comfort because statistically, if we get sick again, it's not going to be anywhere near it was. But, like, she's not vaccinated and stuff. So, like, you know, he laughs at me, but I'm like, no. Because how would I feel that I got her sick, you know? Yeah. So if you even if you come in here, you gotta wear a mask. Like you can't, yeah, you can't be up in her face without a mask on. Like, and I live in Florida, so yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is why I don't come to my house because I'm gonna go to jail. <laughs> like these people, I'm like, oh, she's so cute. She's cute over there. Yeah. Just as cute. 
six feet. You can see her clearly. If not, put your spectacles on. <sighs> yes, dear. Thank you so much. But no, and then no, I think that, and then I actually assisted a guy <laughs> in my apartment complex who um, ended up unfortunately passing away from COVID. <laughs> And so then even then I like wore a mask in my house for a week because yeah. I got exposed and I didn't want to get exposed. And yeah. you have to, that's something that I didn't realize also that you have to think of all these things now with a child. Yeah. Like this week I wasn't feeling well and I was like, I still have to care for another human when, oops, see, look, when I need to be taken care of. And it was a rough, it was a rough. And I felt like crap for like a couple good weeks after that. Man, I'm sorry, sis. Like, I'm glad that you're better, but I'm sorry that you had to go through that. So, here we are, two years after having COVID, almost one year after having Pika Giovanna. Pika Giovanna is my name for her because there is a picture of her where <laughs> she has a little like eyebrow raise and she has a look on her face like the Pikachu meme. <laughs> if I find it, if I find the meme, I'm going to put it up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so I now call it Pikachu Vana. I used to call it Shanna Shvana because I named everybody's children after me. Um, you know, was it like Shanna Pikachu Vana or something like that? Shanna Pikachu Vana is also, yes, her, also name. Yeah. her legal name. So. Oh, yeah, that's what's in a passport. That one there right there. There we go. There we go. My love. So, almost a year. Of having her uh, two years post COVID, working from home, dealing with her, being a wife, being a dog mom. What is like a typical day for you? What does that look like? Um, uh, no. So, I mean, and I think that's the hardest part for me. I'm I'm a very routine creature. Like I need to have routine so I can feel like I'm in control. And then you can have the best intentions of okay, this is what my day is gonna look like, and then that gets shot to hell because you're at the whim of these little humans. And so I mean, right now in this stage of our life, <laughs> uh, a day could be like. We're waking up anywhere between six to seven right now. And um, mm-hmm. depending on her mood, she'll sleep a little later or she'll wake up earlier. Um, she's still nursing. So we do like a, a morning feed and then she may go back to sleep. Um, I start work at like nine. Um, and then my whole day is just tottering between work and then feeding her and then making sure she has her naps and then meetings and so by like five o'clock, I'm done. I'm mentally exhausted. Like I'm all touched out. Like, please, nobody touch me. And then, which is hard. Like, you know, you have a partner now as yeah. well. And so they want to be all affectionate and he like... God bless him. He doesn't get the, the, oh, you have someone hanging from your boob all day, kind of, you know? So yeah. he wants to be all affectionate. And I'm just like, I love you too, but over there, please. Can nobody touch me. Yeah, nobody talk to me. Leave me alone. 
It's hard. And then you also have the dogs. And I feel so bad for them because, like, I was super, like, super dog mom. Yeah. Very affectionate. You can come yeah. cuddle. You yeah. know, let's go for walks. We take you to the dog park. And it's like, I haven't gotten. <laughs> yes. I haven't gotten to where and even a semblance of that. Like, you still go out. You still have your walks. And I try to, you know, give you attention. But it's like all my focus now is on the infant that, uh, you know, I can't just put dog food in a bowl and be like, here. Yeah. Like, I have to find her food. And the weird thing is, like, sometimes I'll forget to eat for myself, but I got to remember to feed baby. See, like, right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, so, I mean, my day doesn't have, have, it has, like, things I want to do, but there are things you have to do and see like now you just whip out your lady bits to feed the child like they're not lady bits anymore they're Bessie the cows there we go yep so that that's really your priority and it's hard because then you you kind of forget you're your own person yeah and it's like I was a person before I was mommy but now and it, it's it's what the role expects. It's especially at such a young age, like you can't do anything for yourself. So even with you trying to now like feed yourself more solid food, I still have to sit here and watch you and make sure yeah. you're not choking on something. And like now she's very like some people's kids and you know that meme is be like, where do you get one of those from Amazon? How do I purchase that? Like they're very from like they'll, you can set them down and they'll put themselves to sleep. And she, like, look, she won't do that. Even right now, she's kicking me with her foot. Look, look. She has to touch me. She needs to be held to fall asleep. Mm. And I'm just like, I love you, girl, but I'm tired. That's fair. Yeah. Like, you right. can't. Look at her foot. Look at her foot. <laughs> this is how she goes to sleep. This is what she wants. And it's cute, yes, but girl, just lay down and go to bed. No, I, I definitely get it. Yeah, can't you just lay down and go to bed? Oh, bless you. I mean, I mm-hmm. very much like I applaud you. I salute you. Like, there are a lot of things that you are juggling. Um, and me right now working and that's, that's really it that's all I'm doing I'm just working <laughs> and I have a cat but he takes care of himself and so I can't even and I'm exhausted I'm exhausted literally mm. just from my Monday to Friday job <laughs> so I like I know that I want children in the future um, I would like to have children Preferably with a partner and when I am or when we are stable enough <laughs> financially to be able to do that. Um, but I just, you know, like right now I cannot imagine. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I don't... <laughs> see, because like right now, she got up. I didn't tell her to get up. She got up. Okay. But like, I... My mom was a single mom and, you know, 
you understand that it can be done, but it's not easy. So yeah, goes to all parents out there doing it on their lonesome. But I cut my hair off under stress with a partner, so I don't want to know how, how I manage if um, it would no no because like. You literally have to tag team these little humans. Yeah. So last night, she wouldn't go to sleep for me. And I haven't felt good all week. So I I was at my wit's end. And so he came and he got her. Or like the night before I needed to sleep. And said she just would not sleep with me. And he takes her out the room so I can sleep. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how parents do it by themselves i mean that like, you do it because you have to yeah you get it done right but i know they're exhausted because i'm exhausted and it's two of us but no i mean like the one thing i will say it's great to be have a partner it's great to want to be more financially stable because i also wanted us to be in a position where it's like okay you know adding her would make her life miserable because you don't right. want to be in a situation where you bring a child into something and it's not a good good situation to bring them in like you don't want your child to have to suffer yeah. but even then like you'll never feel ready yeah. and then let me god funny because i, I know <laughs> god so funny so like with me i have something called polycystic ovarian syndrome yeah we're sisters we're sisters you get me so you know all your life or however long since you've been diagnosed you hear oh it'll be difficult yeah it it could take some time and so I got diagnosed when I was 15 16 so at this point that's like 15 years of me hearing it'll be difficult you know so when we decided to try It'll be difficult. So I'm mentally telling myself, oh, it'll take at least a year, if not longer. I have time. I could shift my headspace, you know? Boop. I met with my new OB in June, July of 2020. She... Because I knew, like, okay, I want a black woman, you know, I in the U.S., maternal mortality, especially for black women up there. So let me find someone who will, you know, take care of me in this vulnerable Met with her in June, July. Caught up with my history. We started to talk about um, things, and she was like, okay. First step, let's get you, you know, the biggest thing. We don't have regular cycles as women with PCOS. So she's like, let's get your cycle normal or in normal and at least regular. And, you know, ever since I've been trying to figure out how to live with it, you get like weight management or what have you, whatever you need to do. And this was like June, July. September. I took a test. Yay! 
God, so funny. Oh man. When I went to my doctor in October to get an ultrasound, she was like, you wasted no time. I was like, right out the gate. <laughs> but no. And I think one of the things that I, I want to do as, you know, a mother, I think like people sugarcoat being a mother. Like, no, this is hard. Yeah. And it's exhausting. And there's so many things like you are parents or you know, society or whoever should have told us. Mm. Like, pregnancy sucked. Some people are like, oh, yeah, no, it was great. No. For me, pregnancy sucked. Mm. And that was another thing, like, being, working from home, I guess, was, like, a godsend because I literally threw up my entire pregnancy. Mm. And so I couldn't imagine not being able to you know, work lying in a couch or right. um, working a lot of time from a bathroom floor because I'm literally laying there, throwing up. Mm. Oh, thank you, mama. And then giving birth was the easy part. <laughs> like people tell you, oh, that's so scary. Yeah, it hurt. But then it hurt so much, you just kind of in this haze. Mm. And so you know it's what your body feels like after that's tough like you don't feel like you you feel like um i don't know this person's body it's very like out of like it's literally an out-of-body experience like your body goes through so much trying to to catch itself and you just pushed out a seven pounder and then like just feeling you were in this space where you're trying to get back to normal but then you have to understand and let go that that's not your normal yeah. anymore yeah. but then that's been the hardest part of the postpartum period is like you now have to figure out how to take care of this one plus take care of yourself under this new umbrella of okay who you were before how you lived that that goes away and I think that's because it happened so quickly for me I never got the mental shift mm. there and so if you're that's the one thing I say if you are going to be trying or you say okay I'm ready or well you never be ready but if you're going to start trying at whatever time period to not only prepare yourself physically but like mentally yeah and so and you know and that's something the epiphany we're going to talk about was you come from a culture where it's like everybody helps raise everybody's yeah. kids and now you kind of feel they're very isolated isolated you, yeah in a foreign country by yourself you don't have that big family unit like you did. and mommy god bless her she came here for like three months to help in the beginning and even then i with her help and with my husband i was still exhausted so imagine if I, you don't have that you know yeah so it can be very isolated and i think even in the pandemic now is like now you might have more leeway in being like okay let me go find like a mommy friend group or something to have a bit more support but like in the thick of it when you know limiting exposure like you couldn't even have certain people in the hospital when you're giving birth like thankfully when i had her last year it was like right on 
the cusp of everything going down before like all of mm. Omicron and Delta variants and whoever. So I was able to have, you know, my husband and my doula, but I could only still only have two people. So like my mommy couldn't even be there. So that was very isolating of itself, but it can be an isolating experience, but it's so, it's good in the sense that you have this little person who's dependent on you and they're so cute. And this one, she's like, she's a terror, but she's so funny. And it's like, you don't look like me, but you have my attitude. So every time she does something, I always message my mommy and be like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is my apology text. You could look, this is the best of them right here. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Best of them. That's all she wants. Like she couldn't just lay here and do it on her own. This is what she wants. A little sugar. Mm. Yeah. But no, they're cute. They're adorable. Yeah, man. Shift your mindset. Whenever the time comes, you'll never fully be ready. You just gotta bite the bullet one day and be like, "All right, just said, let's go. Let's do this." Mm-hmm. And then what happens happens. But yeah. you feel ready because even when you're in it, you just be like, "What did I do?" Nah, I've been back and forth. I've been back and forth um, because dealing with PCOS, I found out when I was, what, 26 or 27. Um, And even then, the doctor, this is when I was still living in Virginia. uh, And she she was like, you're exhibiting symptoms of PCOS. I was like, I think you might have it. Like, I'll give you this medication to help you manage some of the symptoms for right now. We'll do another check later. Um, and then the second check, she's like, yeah. Um, and I had cysts that, this was 2016, so I was 27. I had cysts um, on my ovaries that she was like, they've gotten bigger since the last time I saw you. So let's just go in, get rid of them. Um, even now, I think I do have cysts on my ovaries, but the doctors here don't think that they're a problem. Um mm-hmm moment at present uh, and I remember going home and so I'm from Freeport I don't know if I told the viewers but I feel like I have anyway from Freeport so when I go home I go to Freeport and went to um, Dr. Leon at Lucayan Medical Center and he walked in and I think that I like told the nurse you know like when she asked what are you coming for blah 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 I think I mentioned you know, I, I believe that I have PCOS. And he walked in and looked at me. He was like, yeah, you have PCOS. <laughs> I think definitely do. <laughs> like, okay, thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it has just been that, you know, like I've, I've talked with my mother about it because um, I'm 33 now. And I know that my mother had me when she was 35. And so that's like creeping up there and thinking about, you know, I've been in, in Beijing for three and a half years. And truthfully, like, this is it for right now. I don't have any other, like, there's nowhere else that I really want to go. Um, and so now it's like, well, what does that look like for me as a single woman living here in Beijing, um, where it's very family centric. And so like being pregnant as a single woman 
is not, that's not a big thing here. And like for me, being a Christian who's active in my church, that's not something that I want to be either. <laughs> like I, if it happens that way, it will be by a non-traditional route. Um, and that's something that like I've had conversations about, like what would that mean? It's just, there are so many factors that I've been considering mm-hmm. just in case I don't get married. And then if I do, like, can I even have kids? Um, so yeah, it's, it's been a lot of, a lot of stuff running through my mind, especially the past year or so I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I mean, your story is inspiring. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that that's how it looked for me, you know, and even so understanding too, with like PCOS, all those thoughts like are constantly on the loop. Like when my husband was like, and we had that conversation from we were dating before it got serious. Like, this is what life could look like for me. And so you have to understand that that's the situation. Like I may not be able to have children. And so, and I think in, you know, it's 2022 life looks different for everybody. Even if you're in the same traditional role or route, it looks different for you. And so I've thought of if I wasn't able to get adoption or, uh, you know, I read an article, if I find it again, I'll send it to you where, um, women are are now doing like co-op living type parenthood things, you know, like you have, they want a kid, but they don't have a partner and then they don't see themselves looking for nobody right now. So you go the route of like artificial insemination or something. And then, you know, you and your friends, y'all raise the kid. And it's, if that's what works for you, that's what works for you. Because the biggest thing is not so much, oh, it has to look a certain way. It's, you just need support. And I think whatever that support looks like for you will make your motherhood journey so much better and so much easier versus going it alone. But it doesn't have to be in a traditional sense of, you know, I, I get married. Yes, that's nice. If that's what you want go right ahead but there's so many other ways to do it and like I thought of adoption um there's so many kids in the world who need good parents um so it doesn't necessarily have to be oh I birth a kid for the kid to be my child right and I think when you have a, a a diagnosis or something like PCOS or you know some limiting factor or something you have to keep constant in your mind that it can look different for you and that's a-okay and like the age thing too they always tell you like oh yeah you know your biological clock ticking and i feel like it's so much worse geriatric pregnancy mm-hmm, like what do you just call me <laughs> right please stay on my business like what what'd you, what'd you say rude and i even think like it's one of the things that medicine needs to reevaluate is is the language around certain things yeah like that's not a good a geriatric pregnancy like yeah. who wants pregnancy. to have that <laughs> i'm not 90 with dusty ovaries trying to put like that's no, what i'm saying why would you that's not very helpful or um it doesn't make you feel good but like, oh this is such a celebrated time with my geriatric pregnancy <laughs> yep granny out here Pop it right. out. Ah. 
rude um no i think those are those are things to think about but like i don't know for me also like i could have gone either way like yes it'd be great to have a child but also i'm okay if i never did and that was also something like you know to have the conversation if you want a partner to have it ahead of time because i was like you know i never saw myself with the white picket fence family dog husband baby but then also now that it's here i'm like oh, okay this is cool you just gotta go with the flow and i mean i think you'd be a great mommy you're great I mean, even in Beijing, I feel like you you can find your group of people who kind of align with whatever trajectory you're trying to go in on life. I definitely have. Like, I I've found my tribe here in Beijing. Um, like, I I miss home, um, mm-hmm. but I miss home in that I miss the people from home. I miss, you know, the friends that I had. Um, but here in Beijing, like, I've definitely found people, especially people at church, that embrace me, that love me, and make me feel like no matter, you know, which journey I choose, I'd be supported. Um, mm-hmm. So I super appreciate that. And even now, like, I've, I've prayed because I do, I want children. And I definitely like if I cannot have children of my body adoption let's do it you know and I feel very strongly about that um but I've also or I'm I'm I don't know maybe God has has given me like this this little family here in Mm -hmm. Beijing and so I have these you know there are college students there um either undergrad or doing their masters. And some of them call me Mama Shan or Mama Bear. Um, some of them straight up call me Mommy. <laughs> and, and it's, I, I have this sense of, like my, my nurturing and mothering craving um, is sort of satisfied. Mm-hmm. Uh, knowing that, you know, there are these people that I can, I can pour into their lives. Um, and I can love on them. And, you know, these are people that look forward to seeing me when they do see me. They look forward to spending time with me. They text me to be like, hey, when when am I going to see you again? Like, what are we doing? Blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it's nice to have that. It's, just, it's nice to have that. You know, like I was the baby of my family. Um, I was the baby of school, the youngest in my class. Uh, and then even in church, I was the baby and then started to transition into like being the older sister. And then when I went off to grad school, I got to be the big sister. And then here it's like, I transitioned into being the aunt slash mommy of these kids. And I'd started thinking you like, if, if this was it, maybe I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Like maybe if this is, if this is as far as it goes, you know, if, if, I get to be, I am getting, okay, I'm about to cry. If I'm, if if I just, if I get to be, you know, like mommy to these kids and and to my students, because you know, I teach. 
Um, and those are also my babies. Like they they wear me out <laughs> every single day. <laughs> but they are my babies. <laughs> Listen, I I have two classes. I have an A class and a B class. My B class, they are sports kids. And so they're tracked for sports. And they just have so much energy. Mm. Their minds are just racing all the time. And so their mouths, they never stop. Never stop. My A class, they sit, they, you know, sometimes they get a little chatty, but they sit, they chill and they're ready. And so of the, this, I just finished week two. Of the 10 days that I've been back to work, I've had one day where I wasn't completely exhausted. And that was Monday of last week when, because of schedule changes, I only had my A class that day. I did not have my B class. And I I just, I left work thinking, this was such a good day. Like I have so much energy. I can go home. I can be great. Tuesday hit. The first class that I had. Wow. Mm-hmm. No, no, really, really very quickly. I was on 100. Yeah. yeah. Negative five. Yeah. See, that's like your, you know, when people be like, it's your first child is angelic and your second one is the demon spawn. Your no limit soldier. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you are very nurturing. Like even our relationship, like you're only a little older than I am, but you have this very like motherly nurturing, let me support you type thing. And I mean, I always believe that I might not understand it right in that moment because it doesn't feel like what I want, but God going to do something and he's going to shift it to where it's exactly what you need. And like you're saying, you're feeling satiated in a sense of, you know, I get to pour myself into somebody else. And I get to to support somebody in this motherly way. And I think that's great. You know, like you, you deserve to get everything that you want in life. And you just have to be kind of open to how that's going to look, you know? Yeah. And it, and I always say, like, your child does not have to be biologically yours to be your child. Yeah. You know, like, genetics are only literally one-tenth of this thing, you know? Like, it's... And I say... So, you know, I don't have a very good relationship with my biological father. Fine. But it's like, you know, that you, my genetic father. But when I think of like father figures in my life, that's not who comes to mind, you know? So it's a very small aspect of, you know, raising. And so if you biologically don't have a child, it's just like you say, adoption. There are plenty of kids plenty and even me like I have a biological child but I also want to adopt at yeah. some point in my life because it's such a, a blessing to somebody else and and it's so 
good that you have like a tribe and church family, like whatever route you take is going to support you because, you know, as Christians, that's not a, a, sometimes we can't say that about everywhere, you know? Yeah. Like I just had an experience this week where I was like, you know, that not me, but like seeing something, I was like, this is why people dog Christians the way they do because we are some of the most judgmental and hypocritical and why would somebody want to say oh you know if this how somebody who follows Jesus looks why would I want to do that yeah like so it's it's good that no matter what route and if it's not the traditional one in oh Shannon gets married to some great person and has a baby and no Shannon wanted to adopt so Shannon adopted me, my little son, Nico. Hey, Nico. Thanks. And why should that be any different to the level of support and love that Shannon and Nico get? And now you have to name your son Nico because I said it. No, literally, I'm just thinking like, wow, we, okay. We, yep. We've done that. So, yep. Shannon, Pikachu, Vanna? Yeah. Nico. Admittedly. Nico is a much easier name to say. Um, that's fine. We'll work it out. It's fine. That's fine. Oh, yeah. Nico's a very good name. Okay, middle name. That's his And I C O N E K O. Do you have a preference? I'm seeing an N-I-K-O. N-I-K-O. Okay. <laughs> so we almost like like Greek kind of mixed in. Mm-hmm. Like a mm-hmm. Nico. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nico for short. Okay. Yep. Now I have to have a son. That's all that's left. All that's left. And I, I will give you middle name. That's as far as I'm willing to bend. Appreciate. I appreciate your your graciousness. Thank Um, you so much. I'm so flexible. If you don't want to do the totally cool, but Nicola, mm, there it is. With the little, you know, in the Greek when they have the little things, you know what I'm talking about. I don't know which letter it goes over. I don't know what's the proper etiquette for that, but there's going to be one. No, you know the line. You know what I'm talking about. You know what? My little sister um, is, she's in school in Greece. And so I just, well, I just need to go and there we go. This is God is using me to tell you. Hallelujah. That is, that's it. That the man you were looking for, hey, hey, is going to be there when you go to visit your little sister in Greece. Come on, somebody. Come on. The ram is in the thicket, and the thicket is in Greece. Yes. Hey. His name is going to be Nikolai. (laughs) Okay, come on. And that's there, little Nico. Is gonna come from hello. Ah. Now, when this comes to fruition, let me just say a toast at the wedding. Thank you so much. I don't need to be in the bridal party. I don't okay. have to do any of the extravagance. Just let me have a toast, and we're gonna play this video in the background on a big yes. screen. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell Nicola and be like, "I knew you before you knew this was happening." Come on. Yeah. That's it. We. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, depending on when this happens, she might still be. Well, she'll be young enough to be a flower girl. That's all I yeah, ask. She'll, I say she'll most definitely be old enough. This is me we're yeah. talking about. Who knows when I'm even going to go to Greece? So yeah, she'll be what? This is happening because I said so done. But so she's said, not so done. flower girl because I just want one picture in the photo album of her being somebody's flower girl. Okay. And at the rate, Sasha ain't gonna give me nothing in years. Hi, Sasha. I love you. Um, and so. <laughs> That wasn't so, me, Sasha. That was your friend. Yeah. So just let her be the flower girl so I can have that cute picture in her little scrapbook. But other than that, I just want to say a toast. Okay. Toast right here, flower girl. Guy. Yes. Yes. Jay, yes. You didn't think that was going to happen today, did you? Nope. Sure did not. I did not think that we were going to get here. <laughs> but this is where that, God has to be. There you go. There you go. That's that's the blessing of winging it and just just following. He just walked in here and walked on her. I don't know what that was. He couldn't handle the weight of the spirit that's in the uh-huh. room. Wow. He couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle it. That's okay. all right. Mm-hmm. I think this is the perfect stopping point. That was that's it. Yes, I was definitely just about to say, you know what? Mm-hmm. I think we're good. I mm-hmm. Miss Mama's is sleeping. I think slumped. Mouth I open. think we are good. This was good. Oh, see? I will say this last thing. Also, women or just parents in general who have the time and energy to like be all dolled up all the time while having children. How? People in general who do it. I mean, fair. How? Fair, completely fair, but like, especially when you. How? How? I don't know. How? I don't know. I'm looking at my face. My eyebrows have not been shaped up in years. Um, I am still pulling off lashes from. The last time I got them done, which was for my birthday, maybe. So almost two months ago. Very well. Um, yeah. So I don't the only thing that I maintain is my haircut. And I use the word maintain loosely, like once a month, as it's like very much growing out. But mm-hmm. no. Yeah, I don't I salute them. Cause I don't know. That's not my that's not my ministry. You saw with stress and not wanting to get a retwisted. I had locks, by the way, if you don't know. They were, you know, past my shoulder. They were yeah, flourishing. Yeah. And not having the time to get a retwist and just not wanting to go through that. What did I do? I cut it off. Yeah, you decided to have the same haircut as your child and your husband. Before we go, though, before we go, I just want to say Romans 8 and 28, all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and that are called according to his will and purpose. When you were talking earlier that 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 had popped into my mind, so I didn't want to leave without saying that. That's actually my life verse. And I got that, I think, from my mother because that's her her favorite verse. But that's my, even when it doesn't look good, it's going to work out for my good. So that is, that is one of my life verses. That, um... I have three. 
Romans 8 28 was it Philippians 11 4 verse 8 oh which one are you saying um I can do all things or be anxious for nothing which is be anxious for nothing that's my also my mother she will tell me be anxious for nothing Mm -hmm. but in everything um or prayer supplication make Make your request known to God hey Mm -hmm. that's it and then also first John 219 oh what's first John 219 they came out from us because they were not of us because had they been of us no doubt would they have continued with us Ooh. ooh. Yeah. They left because they were the witchy. Come on. Your life journey is gonna include who it has to include, and you have to be okay. It's gonna suck, it's gonna hurt, you're gonna be a little wreck for a while, but some of these people gotta go. Mm. They're not meant to come to your next season with you. Oh see. come on. Come on. Stop. No, th- yeah. this is where we stop. Mm-hmm. Okay. That right there. That right there. Before I start, glory. No, because then then I got to pass around the the offering pass. Yeah, yeah. You would like to donate to Brown Girl in Beijing? You can reach Shannon at. (laughs) It's collection time, Saints. Please. That makes sense. That makes sense. You will donate to her trip to Greece to meet who? Nikolai. Oh, yes. Nikolai. Yeah, if y'all want to fund my trip uh, to Nikolai, let me know. Um, and then also, if there's somebody who is in Greece watching this and you know of a Nikolai, who's preferably, you know, like, taller than me, a little, a little thick, you know, a little meat on the bones, that would be nice. I'm just saying, just putting it out there. Okay, for real. We gone. Thank you, now for... Joining the brown girl in Beijing, all the way from Florida. Uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. Appreciate Pikachu Vana, Shanna Pikachu Vana, and all of her her ad libs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very surprising that she slept through this like this after her meltdown. So clearly, she loves you too. That's what I like to hear. This is how. Um, we do a heart. There you go. Yeah. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. This is how I greet my kids sometimes when I'm walking down the hall and they're like, Dr. E! What they call you? Dr. E. So, oh, okay. I know we're ending, right? But one of my kids, one of them, I don't know, They maybe they read my... Um, my ID card or something, because they always just call me Dr. E. I gave them options and they chose Dr. E. So one of them was like, is your name Shannon? I said, it, it is not, it's Shannon. This is a, oh, Shannon, yes. They said, so why do we call you Dr. E? I said, because my last name is Evans, but you don't actually call me Dr. E. You call me Dr. P, so what do we even, what are we discussing? Why do you call me Dr. P? He had no response. So that's what my day. So my day is how, how old are these children? They are about 12. Yep. 11, 12. One or two yeah. or 13, but 11, 12. You know, and this is something I still stand by. I've always said, even if, you know, having my own, that I just want to check out between 5 to 18. 
And that story right there is evidence of Send it to me. I'll get it straight. I'll send it back. Listen, you can come immediately. You want to now? Or is it a, only until we get to five? Cool. Okay. Okay. I got Teaching it. Teaching age. Yep. Got it. I'll sort out. I'll sort out. First thing smoking. You don't have to worry. I'm going to remember this. It's on video evidence. Thank you. <laughs> sworn, sworn an oath. It's fine. Yeah, I have it on record. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate you. Uh, I pray that you are blessed beyond measure and that you find some pockets of rest to recharge and restore you physically, mentally, spiritually, uh, so that you can continue to pour, but not from an empty cup. So pray that over you. Amen. Same, same, same. Appreciate you. B class, don't turn you into the crazy lady. Hey, Jesus. Received. <laughs> All right. To everybody that's been watching, thank you for joining us. I hope that you've enjoyed this conversation. I hope that you got something from this conversation, even if it was just a couple of laughs. Uh, thank you for staying tuned. Thank you for rocking with the brown girl in Beijing and the brown girl in Florida. We hey. appreciate you. And we will see you next time. XOXO, Dr. Baby. Thank you guys for watching and listening to another episode of the Brown Girl in Beijing podcast. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and turn your notifications on for more Brown Girl in Beijing content. See you soon.